You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network for our continued coverage of Total Drama Island as we progress on to episode six. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this title of the episode or not, but it is the Sucky Outdoors. <laughs> um, granted, this is uh, released in a America, so we're going to just uh, allow the sucky, or no, at least in Canada, so we're going to allow the sucky to be a part of the title, and we can keep going. Uh, I don't know if we think the outdoors are quite sucky, maybe we'll get into that, into the episode, but we got a interesting episode to get through, hopefully everyone remembers it from weeks ago when we were supposed to first talk about this. Uh, but I'm sure we can all refresh each other's memories about how epic this, this challenge and episode was. I... As always, I'm your host, Rossi, and, oh, I know my way to the mall. And my name is Colin, otherwise known as your BFFL. And my name is Jared, and if you get through this entire podcast, you too will win an all-expense-paid trip to the tuck shop. (laughs) (laughs) Rossi's picking up the expenses. Colin, is that a thing? Is that a Canadian thing that I just didn't know? No, I never heard it before I watched this episode. <laughs> okay. I just didn't know if this was like a, a Tim Hortons thing that I just was like unaware of or something <laughs> that I was just like very Canadian and I'm just like really lost. Uh, glad to know it wasn't just me. Uh, but uh, the sucky outdoors, <laughs> which caused a lot of stir when we found out what the episode title was, uh, I guess they allowed that as one of the what 42 sucks in the oh remember in the american version the 42 sucks are just in canada we have no confirmation how many sucks were allowed in the united states so wait just to refresh my memory it was america that restricted the sucks yeah, or you, canada that restricted you can't say sucks in america apparently or at least on the cartoon network so i mean we can theorize what this episode was called there like the beautiful um, outdoors. <laughs> it's a really bad voice dub. You can see their mouth; it's not yeah. matching up. Well, did did either of you ever watch The Simpsons? I'm assuming it's yep. yes. The um the episode that it the reason it happened like this was because it aired after the Super Bowl, and uh, they had anime, but they weren't sure who's going to be in it. So uh, it's like, oh yeah, I'm really excited about the Super Bowl. My favorite team, the and then the, he holds his hand over his mouth and it's a bad voice over Denver Broncos will be playing. Oh yes, and I hear that President Clinton will be watching it with his wife Hillary. That's the equivalent of this. The wonderful outdoors. The not so great outdoors. Yeah, the episode was an interesting title considering that like it could be different regionally that keeps it very hard to to title when we're we're scattered across the globe trying to to record this episode um having this controversial title <laughs> but i'm sh- i'm sure controversy aside we can get to the actual episode um and i have to say um six episodes in that intro still never gets old um uh, has it grown on you are you growing to hate it colin the the epic intro theme song with Oh. With all the people and everything. No, not at all. In fact, um, for for Christmas this year, uh, Jamie got me a, a new guitar and amp. Um, I I got one when I was a kid, and I I mean I 
played guitar since I was like five years old, but I haven't really played anything in like 10 or 15 years. And uh, a couple months ago, I was playing, my nephew had just gotten one. So I was playing, I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll get one again. So uh, she got me one for Christmas. And one of the first things I did was look up how to play the theme song on guitar. So not only am I enjoying the theme song, I'm playing my own version of it every single night. Oh, I wish I was in your household every night. <laughs> mm, I'm live rendition uh, <laughs> next time, I believe. Yeah, Colin, you got to serenade uh, us next episode. Yeah, or, or I'll just edit it in the same way there would be a sucky outdoors. <laughs> we'll just have some bad dubbing. <laughs> do a really bad dub. Yeah, I'll dub myself <laughs> in the chorus. <laughs> uh, all right, now, now let's get to the actual episode, uh, which is pretty stock standard i think it played a lot on the camping aspect of the show where everyone's gonna go camping in the woods survive <laughs> literally don't die and make it back next morning and that's kind of essentially the challenge um i know you were critical of having challenges be the entire episode but i think based on the three episodes that uh i've seen in the future like it's all gonna be challenges um but I think that there's some good to be from mind from these like episodes uh, and so seeing a lot of the relationships play out and stuff like that. You know, this episode is very heavy on the Katie and Sadie relationship um, soon to be kind of a one one way street as one will eventually be eliminated. Spoiler. Uh, and seeing kind of the fallouts from last week as well, because Heather was also still mad at Gwen for the, the red ant farm incident where she dumped it all over her during the middle of the night and has trying to get the entire tribe to go against Gwen at this point and stuff like that um, in terms of just like great bits from the show like the whole beginning of Katie and Sadie learning that they're BFFFLs and they got the chicken pox together uh, just, just some classic lines from these two and throughout the entire episode and then their fight where they are bickering and then the squirrels are in the background mimicking them. <laughs> Just a lot of, of gold from these two girls this episode. Uh, and then uh, kind of one other kind of classic bit that they weaved in here when they got to the campsite and the guy shows up and says, order the pepperoni pizza. <laughs> the camera crew was like showing them. So they're like, no, it was us over here. While the other, the campers are all starving and stuff. Uh, and then sort of the relationships as well we're getting into as well as Jeff is trying to flirt with Bridget and has the awful line of, wow, you pitch a tent like a guy. <laughs> that might have been the line of the episode. <laughs> and then he goes to confessional. He's like, you pitch a tent like a guy. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> it's just like mocking him on his own self for like that stupid line. Oh. And obviously this is kind of one of those like moments that like will lead into bigger moments as the Jeff and Bridget relationship is one of the, one of the bigger ones of the show between two characters and really test the time and some other moments here like Jeff not Jeff uh DJ brings a bunny and, and Duncan tries to kill it but DJ wasn't having any of that and uh as, as the campers notice that Katie and Sadie are gone, he's like, where's Tweedledum and Tweedleidiot? Which <laughs> uh, is another good line. Just so much random stuff. Like, not really the challenge. It's just all these people doing the challenge stuff and sort of interacting with each other. Uh, and, like, Izzy goes missing, but then she dresses up in a bear costume. <laughs> like, 
just full crazy stuff going on. Like in the middle of this, Cody's peeing his pants. Uh, you know, Owen's freaking out and all this sorts of stuff. Uh, and I guess I'll stop right before we get to the night scenes because that's kind of its own segment. But, um, you know, in this early stuff when they're the bear's there and then they, Izzy's missing and she's actually the bear and everyone goes up into the tree and Owen's like telling this huge story because he shot down a 10-foot bear with a shotgun but that was all theatrics and a lie and he actually didn't do it and and then sort of like Lashana falls out of the tree and, and it's just this whole big mess of, of like anything that could go wrong like did go wrong and it was just just like a whole mess of different things happening in this episode um, I'm sure Colin you were having a hard time following everything because you probably don't recognize everyone yet or know everyone's name at this oh, point very still. true <laughs> well, I know you too well <laughs> so what from this sort of beginning segments were you like paying attention to what caught your eye and stuff like that or were you just totally lost no well yes and yes and no um, <laughs> uh, not that either of those were yes or no questions but yes or no um, <laughs> no I it, this is kind of a weird episode because yes it is all one challenge but it has what I think is the cure for just the long drawn out challenge where everybody gets profiled with, you know, this is how this person's going to prevent falling asleep, or this is how this person dives off a cliff and that the, the challenge itself is fairly forgettable. It's not, you know, everybody performs this task or everybody shows a talent or things like that. This was just, you're all there and it's just everybody's segments are based sort of on their own interactions. Like we get a lot more of the interacting of the characters, which I think is what helped. And the other thing is the continuation from last week. Uh, you know, the fact that the diary is still a storyline this week, you know, that's great. Uh, and just the setup for what will become the climax of the episode and, you know, huge shocking twists at the end, which at least for me was huge and shocking. You know, I thought that the episode flowed well, even though it was one challenge because it wasn't focused so much on the challenge. It was focused on like an environment and what they were doing. Um, as far as being lost and not knowing everybody's names, I mean, I'm starting to catch up there. It really helps when you get back-to-back -back episodes, but sometimes you just get like one line that's thrown out there. Like I, I wrote down the line and I already forget who wrote it. Uh, uh, who wrote it? Who's <laughs> one of the writers? But who said it? Um, one of my favorite moments was in. Uh, uh, they said something like, "We, you have to find your own food." And somebody was like looking around, like, "Okay, I still don't see it." Is it like literally find? Hey, it's over there. Who was it that had that line? Heather. Heather, there you go. So, <laughs> Heather, one of the best characters. Uh, Your winner pick, come on. There you go. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I, I thought this episode had a lot of great one-liners, like, you know, the, the pitching attempt thing. Was, that was honestly one of the best, like, not just this episode, but the entire series so far. Uh, and yeah, it, it kept getting better throughout. You know, I don't feel like the challenge was so much memorable as it was just the interactions you get from the characters and some of the fun little bits. You know, it's not... Uh, we're going to have the, the scary story or the dressing up in the bear suit, you know, to basically just try to win a challenge. It's just people messing around. I like that a lot more. One thing I, you know, like you were saying, the, the challenge kind of took a backseat to the, the his, his social interactions and stuff like that. And one thing that I noted in one of the future episodes that uh, you know everything about. Oh, yeah. Um, 
classic. Is that since it's a slower challenge, it's not like the fast pace like mm-hmm. dodgeball thing where you're trying to keep up with everything. It's like a slow down challenge. It takes like a, a longer time to like process everything where the actual challenge takes longer. Mm-hmm. So like we're able to focus on these things. And I think that really helps like the tempoing of it really helps. Jared, what were your initial impressions of this? What did you remember from your past and what stands out to you? Well, I don't really remember this challenge slash episode at all from from the first time watching. Um, but I think I agree. I, the challenge itself really takes a backseat, and we get to see a couple more character development. I think there's kind of some key things that come into play. Um, like you mentioned, the Jeff Bridget relationship is coming to the forefront here. Um, we also get like a glimpse into DJ's love of animals, and I just think this whole thing is like a gold mine. Uh, of of quotes, um, Izzy as well kind of kind of comes to the forefront as well. We see kind of she's a bit of this kooky character. Um, one of the quotes from uh, Katie and Sadie, I love that they're like, "Don't you love that we can say that about ourselves and not sound conceited?" Um, I thought it was really funny. And once again, like the animals just really uh, shining and all having their own personalities. The bear is great. The mimicking squirrels. There's just. Um, they really are a highlight of the show, just these little moments. I love that they've put the effort into um, making even the animals have their own characteristics and traits and their own personalities, which I think is a really smart touch. Yeah, unlike um, sort of kind of Survivor as we see it, but obviously this is a little bit of a parody, but like Survivor is so rigid, like you can't see the cameras, like no one knows that it's filming, like it's it's all like in your own view and this is like very hold back. You're like seeing these animal shots where they're, playing it up and hamming it up and all this kind of stuff. And it just makes every sort of element like of the show, like its own sort of character, the character, like the animals are their own like players in a sense. And, and Chris and chef as well, depending on the episode become their, their own sort of player and their own sort of storylines come out and stuff like that, especially in future episodes with chef and his many costume changes and stuff. Uh, and sort of as we progress into the night of the episode, you know, um, we get more characters like Bridget wakes up in the middle of the night having to go pee. Um, and then DJ is like, yeah, I couldn't go, go out either and pulls up a jar of pee uh, that he's like somehow collected over the night. Um, and like to make matters worse, Bridget ends up burning down the whole tent from like a, a rock that falls out of the fire. Uh, and then, and then it starts to rain and, and then it just gets worse and then things keep getting worse on the other side with the other tribe as like an actual bear shows up but Izzy and Owen don't believe that it's an actual bear and they rip the fur off the top of the head and that becomes like a little gag for the rest of the episode as Katie and Sadie run into the bear with the ripped patch of you know fur missing um, and then the, the whole tribe spends the night up in the tree uh, thanks to Heather's suggestion and, and everyone's just miserable. Katie and Sadie are lost. They're arguing. They're stuck in a cave and then they run into a bear and it's just, and then like I think Chris says it next episode, like no one got any sleep. Everyone was so miserable. Um, felt like really some of those early survivor seasons that focused so heavy on survival where like everything's just going wrong and they're all miserable and shelters breaking down and, and everything it was just very reminiscent of some of those early scenes um, and then I, one of the stupidest like funniest segments of the episode that I really liked is when Heather was accosting uh, Owen and Izzy the next morning because they 
ruined everything for them and then this bird starts tweeting like singing a song and they all tell it to shut up and it just falls on the ground it's just one of the stupidest things but i love it um and then one other kind of personal moment that happens is that we see courtney waking up and she's actually snuggling up to duncan which is another kind of major storyline that we'll probably see kind of throughout this this show and really like like jared said a gold mine for these moments that are going to play out later and, and also some sort of funny moments that come in. Um, and then obviously like the elimination, I won't get too much in the tribal, but like the killer bash shows up first, but missing Katie and Sadie, they can't technically have said they, they've accomplished the challenge. So by default they lose and sort of that kind of makes them the prime target for the elimination ceremony. And, and just overall just crazy stuff that kind of goes on i think it tempers out a little bit at the very end but still like a wild kind of antics that ensue uh colin how are you how did you feel about the kind of second halfing of this you you missed uh and maybe it's just because he's become one of my favorite characters but you missed for me the best part of this episode which was duncan's scary story with the guy at the killer hook for oh, the, yeah. <laughs> hook for the hand <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, and I don't know, maybe it is just me. I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on Duncan? Because, like, I, met, I mentioned, I think it was about two weeks ago, that I feel like there's so much focus on the female characters here that the guys just sort of take a backseat and the male characters are, are they really just sort of become the love interest for the way... It's, it's a complete role reversal of, you know, uh, what you often see in TVs and movies where, uh, you know, oh, you got the female character that's just the love interest. Here it's the other way around. But, like, Duncan's really, for me, stepped up in the last couple episodes. Even in the Dodgeball episode, I was saying, like, I love just the idea that Duncan was lazy and sitting out of the episode. Like, he he's a real star here. And, and the Katie and Sadie thing, um, I love the idea of Katie and Sadie. And I thought it was probably the most memorable of all the characters, maybe because they were a group from the beginning, but just these two girls who are, like, completely inseparable – but in the last couple of weeks, it's almost started to feel like it's the same joke over and over again. So to have that without even getting into the end of the episode here, to have them with that rift and just them being so vicious towards each other, you know, it was it was hilarious, but it, it was a nice change in pace. So I wasn't really expecting that. And it, it's made their characters, I guess, stand out a little bit more. And then when we do get to the twist, I mean, man, that's what really made this episode. When you said... Oh, one of your favorite characters, best moments. And I was like, uh, what did Owen do that I completely <laughs> forgot about? Didn't take a note for. And you said Duncan. And I was like, oh, my God, this story. I uh, yeah. <laughs> at first I was going to say, well, Owen, he probably says going to say something fart joke Owen did. And I was like, oh, I, didn't, I wasn't going to write a note on that. Thanks, Colin. <laughs> um, yes, I completely missed the story, which uh, plays out later in the episode when Duncan's like, yeah, I'm sorry for scaring you, Courtney, and then does the hook again. <laughs> like, just a like classic camp situation but like so great for this thing that scared everyone to to not be able to sleep comfortably or be comfortable at night um jared we're here some of your thoughts on the fun out kind of closing of the episode oh, i thought it re- played really well i agree with colin i think it was a really smart move to separate um katie and sadie's characters and have them fall apart rather than like fulfilling exactly the same role i will say though with the amount of, like, screen time that Katie was getting, it became really, like, obvious to me that she's, like, the same voice actor as somebody else in the cast, because obviously there's kind of a couple of cast members who are playing multiple, voicing multiple characters. So I think Katie's also Lindsay, and that became kind of, I suppose, more obvious in this episode because she had so much dialogue. Um, 
but yeah, I love the whole uh, Hook, Hand and Man segment. I love Duncan with his like uh, tough guy exterior and his whole like juvie backstory and, and he's um, like that rough outer edge, but then like clearly like he's mellowing towards Courtney and he has these real human moments as well. Um, yeah, I just think it's a really fun sequence throughout, especially kind of post that that, that hook hand story and how that becomes such a factor in and why they're scared and, and not going out of the tent. Like you mentioned, there's just um, a whole lot that flows on from that plot point. Um, so I think it's really well handled. I completely forgot, like, Colin, you mentioned it, about some of the lines that Katie and Sadie had toward the end. Like, I love the line where Katie was like, I'm sorry that I said that you couldn't fit in the bus seats. Yeah, your your like, butt's you too did? big for the bus yeah, seat. Yeah. yeah. And, and Sadie says, wait, you did? She's <laughs> <laughs> like that moment where she's like, I'm sorry for saying something that I thought. Like, I didn't actually say it, but I'm sorry. Like, it's just like funny moments. And then their like complete lack of awareness that they're like, they're telling the story like we almost died and then there was this and then there was this and then there was this and the complete lack of awareness that they lost the challenge for the entire team. Like just like classic like Katie and Sadie, they're just oblivious to what's been going on a little bit around them. Like, I mean, this whole thing started because they saw blueberries off a random bush and decided to eat them. So like, because they love blueberries. Um, so yeah, um, sort of to the elimination, like I, I think it was like Jared said, it was a little bit of a not surprise that it was Katie considering she came really strong out of the woodworks. Like neither of them were particularly more fleshed out than the other, but Katie sort of could blend in a little bit more. So like they really brought her out. Um, Colin, you mentioned something that you were surprised at the ending. I- I'm not quite sure what you were surprised about. Care to share? Um, Like again, this, this show's done a decent job because yeah, were they setting up that if somebody was going to be the one that failed it, it was Katie or Sadie? Yeah, but I didn't think they'd go there. I didn't think they'd split the duo up that quickly, especially since we've had episodes, you know, where it's like the most shocking elimination yet, and then it's literally just the most predictable person ever. Um, yeah, I, I felt because they were more major characters and because their entire gimmick is tied together, I honestly was thinking for pretty much this entire series so far that Katie and Sadie would go together, that it would just be one of them is voted out and the other one leaves. So even if they had sort of telegraphed, yeah, we're we're going to have one of them go, I thought both of them were going to go. So, and that makes me even more excited now for what we're going to get with Sadie, you know, in the next episode, because now that they're split up, like they're going to be developing Sadie as a character on her own and probably a complete nutcase, if I'm going to guess right. Only time will tell to see if she can survive. And um, I just want to uh, point out, yeah, yeah, looking at the cast, I mean, we... Throughout the course of the series, we'll probably talk about several of these voice actors, but uh, Stephanie Ann, uh, what's her name? Uh, Stephanie Ann Mills, yeah, plays both uh, Lindsay and Katie. Uh, also plays a character, and again, I'm the one who's never seen this, on uh, Total Drama Presents the Redonkulous Race. Plays a character named Kitty. Is Kitty related to Katie? Uh, your guess is as good as ours. I don't think we know the ridiculous race. Two thousand well. two thousand fourteen. So that's the most recent, but I don't think either of us have quite seen that one yet. Mm. So, but yeah, there's plenty of characters that definitely share a voice actor. I think like maybe there are like two that are standalone. I think Chris and Chef are like they're two standalone, but like everyone else like is a mix mash of different 
actors and actresses that are performing like six different people at once. Mm. Like, like I, you, I wouldn't surprise me if you said Gwen and Courtney were the same voice actor. So like, even if they sound completely different, like it wouldn't surprise me that some of these people are just the same uh, person. Jared, what were your, any existing memories of the elimination to current rewatching of it? What was your kind of breakdown? Um, well, I knew going in that it was only one was going to go. Um, I didn't remember which of the two was. I just remember there was a breakdown. And it, particularly, I suppose, like the boat of losers moment where like um, they have this kind of like, I miss you. I miss you more. I miss you the most <laughs> moment. Um, that definitely kind of stuck in my head. So I knew that was coming up. Um, but yeah, I think really uh, brave to take the route of them not going uh, at the same time because, yeah, Colin, you bring up a good point. I could definitely see, uh, yeah, bit one uh, refusing to stay with the other one gone or like a double elimination or some sort of twist to, to get rid of two at once. Um, so I think really... Um, an outside-of-the-box choice to just send one home. And because we have this whole gimmick from the start of one switches teams just specifically to be on the same team as the other person. Um, so they are really linked. So so going out on a limb and, and severing that pair completely, um, I think, is really clever writing. Yeah, they chose not to take the easy route of just, like, they're so obsessed with each other, they're going to literally die for each other in this game. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll just they can't survive literally cannot survive without the other and and it took the the risk of like how are we going to develop a character who's who we made to be like obsessed with one other person and that's the only person that they're like interested like, you know and like to do that like i think like you said it makes for really compelling television to watch someone like this develop on their own um and obviously it's going to take time. I think at the beginning of next episode is a clear indication that it, you know, time will heal the wounds. But like right at the start of next episode, it's a little crazy with how Sadie's feeling and stuff like that. But yeah, like uh, I could see why, you know, you'd be surprised like that only one of them left um, and that they wouldn't sort of separate these two characters that are essentially twins almost. But see, I told you whenever you expect something from Total Drama Island, they like don't do it and they do something different that you w- weren't expecting. Um, and so they took this twin twist and they subverted it in their own fresh way. Colin, did you have any... Um, I forgot to look up, but you, were there any continuity errors that you wanted to talk about? Because I know you referenced that last episode or something like that. Oh, give me two minutes. Okay, uh, in those two minutes, we'll talk about, I'll let you talk, or we'll talk about your winner pick, Heather. Uh, not a super standout episode for her. She was a little a little clueless on how to do some survival situations, climbing, just climbing to a tree and stuff like that, but still major forefront character. Jared, how do you rate her chances so far without spoiling? Because I don't even know what happens. Yeah, I think she's tracking well. I think uh, a cool down episode was definitely needed for her edgic, her winner edgic here. Um, so what good was for her one? to go uh, middle of the road here, um, okay. or under the radar too. Um, I yeah, think, after OTR last week mm, or OTT last O-T-T-N, week. OTTN. Um, yeah, yeah g- good change for her uh, for her um, editing logic for her to uh, yeah be a little bit more subdued in this episode. Um, like I said, the cooldown was definitely overdue uh, for Heather. 
All right, I got something here for you. You guys are going to love at least one of these things here. Um, <laughs> so this, you'll have to tell me where it picks, where it, it, it mentions, because I haven't seen the next episode, as we know. Uh, Bridget foreshadows her phobia in this episode. We'll maybe pick up on that next week, if we can pick up where it was in this episode. Everybody's <laughs> still thinking. <laughs> Like, well, I remember, I know what her phobia is, but I don't know what moment was super specific. Like, this is the reference. Like, the whole know. episode? Yeah. Uh, here's some trivia here. The pizza delivery guy who brings the pizza to the camera crew uh, is based, the, the look of him is based on original designs for both Cody and Duncan. So they just took unused designs of Cody and Duncan and said, let's make this the pizza delivery guy. Uh, characters that don't speak in this episode, Beth... Chef, Cody, Harold, and Tyler. Uh, apparently, Beth has heard saying the word gross um, when he Owen shows off his shark bites. And here's the best one. Although the word suck is usually censored by Cartoon Network throughout the show during the season, this episode's title is not changed. So you can say suck as long as it's just words in the title of an episode because I guess nobody says sucky outdoors in this episode so we're starting to get to the bottom of the 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 rules of what you can and can't say regarding the word suck in america mm, so next time they use it uh, if they had the extra money they would have just edited a character holding up a sign that says it uh, yeah and that'd be allowed yeah exactly this and then they hold up the word sucks we're episode by episode like breaking down the laws and the logic of total trauma island and its <laughs> production values and quality um by the end we'll have d- dismantled the whole show um and we'll get down to animation tracks and everything <laughs> uh how they animated the word sucks how many times certain characters said it we'll do the full stats and breakdown that i'm sure the the fans of this are listening to and clamoring for mm-hmm. But yes, so fun trivia who didn't speak in the episode and, uh, and everything else. Funnier um, fact, they all said the word sucks, but were cut out. So everybody, yeah. I guess, originally spoke. Just a theory. Good good to know. <laughs> they had to edit. They had to cut some air screen time and then that full two-minute montage of everyone saying sucks. Yeah, sucks, sucks, sucks. <laughs> but we do have to do our standard rating of the episode. Colin, are you going to buy, rent bin or uh throw in the woods this episode <laughs> uh you know what i'm actually gonna buy this one uh and it's funny because uh two in a row I, you know i don't feel like until i sat down and looked at my notes for this episode it's one of these things where you almost forget it after you watch it you know because we did watch <laughs> this episode or at least i watched it like almost a week ago and i remembered another episode you know, that I watched on the same day way more than this. But when I sit down and I look at my notes, I'm like, man, this one was a much more solid episode than uh, I think I originally gave it credit for. And uh, yeah, I think the, the one liners uh, really put over the top. And then the, the, the twist of the, the breaking up of Katie and Sadie is great. Yeah. I'm going to buy this one for sure. So that's my second buy of the season. You're in a roll two in a row, two Mm -hmm. buys. I think you're going to be a a big fan of the show. (laughs) I think we're converting him. Uh, Jared, what are you going to do? Byron Finn. I think this is a solid rent. Um, good episode, solid throughout. Um, I do like the character development. I think that will kind of... Um, I don't know about the Bridget foreshadowing, but I think there's foreshadowing of other <laughs> moments. 
Um, so I think a really solid uh, episode uh, in the scheme of things. Uh, I don't know. I last time I was debating my first non-buy of the season, um, but uh, I'm really torn. I'm like stuck really right in the middle between buy and rent at this on this one, just because I think there are so many great moments. Like we were talking about, like the the one lines, like you pitch a ten like a guy and stuff like that. That just made it so great. But some points, like, the episode was just kind of, like, the Katie and Sadie was, like, a little bit predictable in terms of some of the stuff that they were doing. And I think I will buy it just because I think that not only was there some great moments, but I think the foreshadowing really does do a lot for the season. And maybe because I know a little bit more about what's to come, like, maybe that's why I'm like, oh, this was really great in terms of that. Uh, but the foreshadowing I mean, I of phobias really... is what you mean, right? Yes, completely. <laughs> Nothing else. They only foreshadowed one thing next episode, and the rest was all just coincidence. Um, what, um, they're foreshadowing saying sucks next yeah. uh, next episode. <laughs> but I mean, solid episode, really solid. I think that you know did things that we wouldn't expect necessarily, but I think it was just a fun episode, and so I'm going to buy it. And that is it, I think. Right? We did all our mm-hmm. controversial sucks talk. We did our. <laughs> Uh, continuity talk we look, talked about the episode the grace bits the best stuff everything uh, and we have next week to look forward to uh, which is episode phobia factor I wonder what that's a parody of um, we'll have to stay tuned and watch that and see what's going to happen but yeah Colin good for having you hey, back thank you it's good to be back I'm sure I'll be here for at least the next two weeks uh, well, we'll see. Um, and Jared, thank you for your continued love of the show. No problem. Thanks for uh, refreshing my memory of, of the episode throughout. Stay tuned to All Things Oz Network, where we talk about movies and things and TV shows and other things that are interesting. And Survivor stuff is coming out, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I might, may or may not be a part of it. Um um, yeah, but that's it. Um, uh, I, wow, Colin and Derek, you put the like guys. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. <laughs>